0: Hello hello, and welcome to another episode of Strong Tea. I'm Vicky. And I'm Katie. And it's still Pride Month, which is...
1: Yay!
0: We have a (laughs) bit more enthusiasm.
1: Yeah! I I am excited, okay. I understand
0: April's position because she's only just woken up, bless her. (laughs) Not US
2: time. Every month (laughs) is Pride Month.
1: We like that attitude.
0: So (laughs) welcome to another episode if you haven't listened to us before, we are Strong Tea. Myself and Katie came up with Strong Tea after we felt a passion for learning more about topics we should be talking more about, learning more about things that people consider topical, controversial, taboo, all of those kind of things that we think everyone should be talking more about. And today is no exception. So before we introduce our fantastic guest, and begin talking about an incredible topic, which I don't think has been covered very much on other podcasts before. I have to say, um, what are we drinking? So, our guest, April. What are you drinking, my love?
2: Once again, just a classic Yorkshire tea. Yes. Uh, with, yeah. 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 With, with milk. I'm I very up my milk today. I have a two percent. Yesterday was almond. I like to keep myself on my own toes. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the tea over
1: here is pretty shocking so i have to buy this off of amazon yeah we should oh. say that april's in la um so i was gonna say do you get that out there or you have to buy it in I, I,
2: well actually do you know what i thought it was gonna have to be some kind of elaborate like heist to get tea from the uk but on amazon you get a box of 100 tea bags for like 3.99 it's not oh, bad
1: bargain and yeah. is it a regular yorkshire is a yorkshire gold it's regular yorkshire what's the difference oh, oh I look God. at Vicky look at the exasperation in her face go on Vicky
0: <laughs> April it's all about class my love do you know what I mean like Yorkshire gold it's a classier taste and it oh, just tastes right. like a more it. well-rounded copper. you know what I mean you <laughs> know when you just think oh yeah that's that's a good brew every single yeah. time with a gold every single time Oh,
2: I didn't even know it existed so yeah. that tells you my class status yeah they do and jam and
0: it. toast as well by the way that they do a jam, and taste, flavor.
1: Yeah, that is amazing. That's not, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. Right. I bet you can get that on Amazon as well. Just. I have to look it or up. Next time you have a visitor, say, mm-hmm. "Look, you can come here and see me. Bring me a case full of different varieties of Yorkshire."
2: Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm down for that. My. My parents opted for bringing um, UK chocolate this time round, and I'll um, take that. It's a good shout. It's a good shout. What yeah. did you go? What did you go for? uh milky way milky way no not milky way milky bars the the white chocolate oh, milky oh, interesting. Like yeah, a milky bar. not really
1: enough way. chocolate in them for my liking but yeah. if you've got <laughs> enough of them then that's fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking then katie
1: well i kind of feel like april's putting us to shame because yes. like she's in la and it's bound to be roast in there is it hot
2: it isn't. So we're in June gloom. Like, let me burst some bubbles here. It's not, you hear LA and you think of all these things. June gloom is real. So it's really gray. Um, And then it will probably burn off by about 2pm and then it'll be quite nice. But um, it's not, I think it'll be like 22 degrees here today.
1: That's you guys pleasant. got a heat wave. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we, we're doing recordings at the moment and we're, I do not, I mean, You know, my parents, obviously, Um, Mm -hmm. and they are people that subscribe to the we're going to drink tea when it's hot because it's refreshing, (laughs) uh, which is a lie. Um, And all these recordings we've been doing the last couple of weeks, I'm like, I'm sorry, everybody, I can't drink tea. So (laughs) today I have gone for a nice refreshing straight out the fridge, Highland Mm -hmm. Spring sparkling water nice yeah i know but like the other day it makes me quite burpy so mm-hmm. um if if you see me put my um thingy on mute just <laughs> what have you gone cool. for vicky anything straight out, the,
0: straight out of the tap water
1: nice
2: out well, of the... yeah yeah it, no. you went from Yorkshire gold like creme de
1: la creme tap water <laughs> yeah i knock it it's, not, it. it's, it's, it's bristolian tap water let's not undersell nice. it here paid a fortune for them
2: pipes <laughs> It
0: better. Be
1: what, good.
2: <laughs> i
0: was gonna do it that's what she
1: said joke but i won't go there
2: oh no you should have
1: <laughs> i completely missed it it's too hard my brain doesn't work <laughs> right okay so i get the job of introducing our fabulous return guest Um, And if you haven't listened to episode two way back when we're now like in the 50s of our strong teas and we're in like the 30s of our quick brews so we have come a long way and it must be like quite the change for april who was on our second podcast where we didn't know what we were doing and now we're all like hello hello we're live i'm katie i'm vicky and it's all like god that sounds professional (laughs) so but we still don't know what we're doing no but we sound like we do and that counts for a lot so I get the job of introducing my wonderful cousin April Kelly who's currently residing in the June Gloom LA uh Hollywood area um very jealous uh, April what can I say about April so many so many strings to her bow um I don't know whether the appropriate thing is actor or actress these days what do you go for
2: Oh I mean the Oscars still say actor and actress but I personally just say actor.
1: Okay okay actor producer writer just oh, I mean am I missing anything it's just the list goes on charity <laughs> provider just all-round wonderful human and we're very very lucky that she's come back to join us to talk about a very important topic for pride month um which is something that doesn't get enough coverage and I am here for it because I don't know nearly enough about this. And we're going to be talking about bi erasure. Now when I told Neil, he was like, like the band. I was like, no, this is why we need to be talking about it. So <laughs> April, just to give us a recap for those that haven't listened to episode two. If you haven't, just get back and listen to it. Tell us a little bit about your bisexuality story. I mean, firstly, thank you for having me back.
2: It feels like this is, you know, it's been a year, hasn't it? you Gosh. guys have been doing this for a year yeah how how exciting and um, congratulations on what I know has been a, just an ongoing evolving success so I'm very happy to come back and continue to talk about Biorasia because F always changed in a year so <laughs> we're gonna do it again um <laughs> so, uh, my attraction to the opposite sex has started when I was about 17 and I I didn't then come out properly until I was 25. Uh, I was actually kind of, I was pushed out of the closet in quite a dramatic way so ran back in and then I peeked my head back out and I called myself fluid for a long time. Uh, I thought I was sapiosexual. That was a fun moment for us, wasn't it, Kate? I was um, discovering all sorts of things, yeah. weren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I discovered that, uh, well, I kind of knew about bisexuality, but the way I knew it was it was like sexuality purgatory. Like you were either waiting to go over to the lesbian side or you are waiting to go back to the hetero side. Uh, so it wasn't until I was about 25 that I was like, this is it this is what feels good and this is what I want to identify as and this is what I thought then I realized two years on there was some importance to identify that identify as that personally.
1: Okay and we are also very lucky um that we have Vicky obviously because she's a co-host here today talking about her experiences as well. So Vicky give us a quick recap from your side of things.
0: Yeah I always always kind of knew that I was attracted to the same sex I remember when I was um really young I was about probably 10 or 11 and I played for a girls football team called the, the Tiggers and um we had a coach and I remember saying to my mum that's the one I fancy and I, I remember that vividly um, but it was never really talked about or explored in, you know, with with my family. And so I'd always kind of been attracted, but it was always encouraged, you know, to, you know, have boyfriends, you know, you need to settle down with a nice guy. And I came out very late. I was in my kind of thirties and working, I was so lucky to to work in diversity and inclusion where I was able to socialize and hang out with. Other members of the LGBTQI uh, community and it was just a revelation it's like yeah this just makes total sense now this is totally yeah that's me yeah that that makes total sense everything I'm feeling everything that I feel I am who I'm attracted to that is that's completely it so like you said April just it's not necessarily having a label but just knowing about it just it it helps with your identity it helps complete you
2: yeah yeah I completely agree and for anyone
1: listening that hasn't really picked up on what bisexuality is who wants to dive in and give me a definition
0: (laughs) I don't mind giving enough Official definition that oh, I think
1: Vicky, Vicky loves this April, I honestly. Definition oh, stats. She's
0: like, oh <laughs> <laughs> I can dive right in with the stat. For a start, 1.51% <laughs> of the population of England and Wales are bisexual. So we are not a minority. There's a lot of us out there. There's a lot mm-hmm. of us out there. Mm-hmm. But bisexuality is uh or a bisexual person is a person who can form enduring physical romantic and or emotional attractions to those of the same gender or more than one gender. Uh, So people may experience this attraction in differing ways and degrees over their lifetime and bisexual people uh, need not have specific sexual experiences to be bisexual. Uh, They don't need to have any sexual experience at all to, to identify as bisexual. Um, So yeah, it, uh, how that differs to pansexuality is quite nuanced now I guess we'll come on to that a little bit later but yeah so that that in a nutshell is what um bisexuality as the definition is
1: okay and it's it's really interesting this because we've had a little bit of a group chat going on for a, a couple of weeks talking about bisexuality and how we're going to shape this episode and yesterday April you sent a cracking screenshot from twitter and it was um the front page of newsweek and it's got big letters this was in 1995 this this uh, magazine came out big letters on the front it says bisexuality not gay not straight a new sexual identity emerges now <laughs> this is this is like all the people that are out there now going well, you know, there are a lot more trans people now than they used to be. No, mm-hmm. they're not. They're just allowed to be themselves a bit more. So why, April, do you think bisexuality is considered to be, and I'm using inverted commas, even though no one can see me, new? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Just This is an indication of um, where I am
2: with my bisexuality and bi erasure, is a friend of mine sent that to me. and um, And I thought oh I genuinely thought it was real and I was like you're an idiot of course it's not real but I'm constantly seeking bisexual stories and learning about um our history and and why it's taken so long to have so so much visibility even though it's not enough at all and and that's when I said to you guys I said well Virginia Woolf would be turning (laughs) in her grave yeah oh my god the OG (laughs) to look up to um (laughs) Uh, so what was your question?
1: <laughs> I was <laughs> so distracted you... by Virginia Woolf, like the secret <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Good distraction, it's fine. Um, why do you think it's considered new? Be-
2: because you can't put your finger on it. Like people do want to put people in boxes mm-hmm. and bisexuality... You, you can't, the the general human and the most of the population want to be able to go black and white, even though in 2023, we're like, oh, it's fine. We can like have a whole spectrum of colors. No, there's still a lot of people wanting to put mm. um, people in a box, which is annoying because if you're going to do it, just create another box, put us, put us in the bisexual box. Mm. And so I think, I think also there was, there is still so much um stigma towards even being uh, a gay or or lesbian mm-hmm. that um ha- adding bisexuality into that i don't think the bisexuals felt their voice was strong enough mm-hmm. to even have an opinion and that is i mean vicky just gave a couple of statistics and and this came out um this year that it's only 100 like 120,000 more people um in this survey that they did was uh was identified as gay or lesbian and then th- that that gap is really thinning the more and more people have the courage to come out and talk about
1: bisexuality you yeah, think it's I a can- real oh sorry Becky, go on
2: no i was
0: gonna say i completely agree with april because I think when people see two women together, it's, oh, they're gay. When they see a man and a woman together, oh, they're heterosexual. So bisexuality is, you know, it, it it's hidden, if you like. And it's because of those categories that people like to put them in into boxes. And so, you know, it's just assumed that people are one or the other. And so we remain closeted, if you like.
2: I'm also still guilty of that i'm still guilty because you know you judge a book by its cover um and that's wrong on so many so for so many reasons mm-hmm. and i think we haven't gone f- over here in in california in particular very open very um uh just just wanting to know straight off the bat, so I feel like we've gone really far with with um, asking people what their pronouns are. But for some reason, there's 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 not this there's, there's a little bit of um, shame in asking what your gender id um, what your sexual orientation is because, as we know, uh, employers cannot ask about that, um, but we can ask what your pronouns are, and we're happy to expand that list. And I mean, I would be totally fine if someone asked me what my sexual orientation, I'd actually be grateful
1: because hi, I'm bi. Do you think though that people feel like that's overstepping the mark? You know, because if someone sort of said, well, are you gay or you straight or you bi or any other of these wonderful horizon of sexual preferences that are available, um, you know, do you think people think, Oh, that's too personal. I can't ask that. Whereas pronouns has now become so talked about that. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm they, them, and that's fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, that's the problem. I mean, I, I would feel, I would feel absolutely fine with, with someone asking me that. And I know that we're trying in in our industry to, to be more inclusive, especially when it comes to mental health and mental illness and, There's, again, you can do it anonymously or at least the olive branch is there to say, I suffer with this particular mental illness. And then those higher up or in HR can pin that and be like, okay, that's really good to know about that person. Um, But there's no you don't even have the chance to anonymously go. I'm gay. I'm straight. I'm bi. And like you said, every every other uh, wonderful umbrella that we have. Uh, So it's overstepping the mark, but I don't want it to be. I think mm. it would be great.
0: Yeah. Do you, and it's not like we haven't had a presence. Do you know what I mean? Because I mm-hmm. I did a bit of research because that's, that's who I am um, about yeah. the history of bisexuality. And in 90, I mean, don't even get me started with ancient Rome and Greece and so on, where it's well documented that bisexuality, you know, even in Rome, it was considered completely normal and expected to be bisexual Um, But in 1967, uh, Frank Esposito and Margot Ryler founded the earliest organizations for bisexuals, the Sexual Freedom League. Now, that's 1967, you know, and fast forward. And in 1976, David Bowie did an interview openly discussing his bisexuality um, with his then wife. um, What was her name? Angie, Angie Bowie. So that was in the 60s and 70s. It's not new, mm. and I, I yeah, I, I just don't know what people's expectations are of what bisexuality looks like. Yeah. You know, what did it look like back then? Was it, it, we don't go under the radar. We're just kind of sidelined.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and not just by the heterosexual community. Very much within mm. the, um, the 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 queer community, and that's where I've actually struggled the most because I'm yeah. like. You you should know better, and and I had it on a on a job once, and this this uh, this woman who identified as a lesbian, she um she was talking to a group of people and said, well yeah, because April's gay, and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm bisexual, and she was like, yes, whatever, and then did it like two or three more times, and uh, and she was like, it was the same thing, and I was like, no, it's not, like I'm gonna have to stop you there. Again, if they were using the wrong pronouns, I would stop them and politely ask them to do that. So that there shouldn't be any difference with me uh, doing it for my sexuality. And that that really hurt actually, because I was like, you are a vocal and um, proud gay woman in the community and you, you just did that several times.
1: <laughs> mm. I, just going back to um, what you were saying about normalizing sexuality so it's discussed much like pronouns do you think it's because it might not necessarily and I, this this i i don't know a situation where it would apply but employers might feel that they shouldn't be asking about it because it has no relevance to a job role whereas pronouns you're sort of saying we have to refer to that person so i want to be referred to as he him or she her Whereas, with your sexuality, your sexuality should have no bearing on your ability to do a job or the way you're referred to, so do you think that's the reason that it's tucked away like we shouldn't be talking about it?
0: I'll take this one if that's okay. Um, so I think the organizations should um should collect that data of sexual orientation. many of the basis of understanding how better to support their staff who are queer, who are trans, who are, you know, LGBTQI, because it's important to have that inclusive culture, inclusive environment. So knowing that you have individuals in your workforce that you can tailor the support to, I think is is really important. I mean that in an ideal world, all organizations would have the correct um support systems in place for LGBTQI people anyway. But if you've got particular people who could stand up as uh, role models, be visible in the organization who are LGBT, that also makes a difference. And in relation to our discussion, particularly bisexuality, um, it also is a really good way of understanding where you're advertising for jobs. If you've got completely heterosexual people in your workforce, you know, statistically, statistically, Yeah, what's making people not either declare their sexual orientation? Do they not feel safe enough to declare it? You obviously need to do something there. Or are you just recruiting people in the same image and therefore you are not diversifying your workforce? So I can understand the reticence, but I do see that there are massive positives in actually collecting that data. And from a buy front, I think. working where I used to and looking at data analysis buys were never really counted very few people actually said they were buy, and I think it just was never a consideration of looking at them in isolation
2: yeah yeah it's very well put Vicky and uh, I was all to add to that was everyone's quick to put a rainbow on their chest um to show they're an ally uh but I, for some for some reason we don't necessarily do do that. I would love to have a little bisexual flag to put on my chest, and I probably could have that. But you know what I mean, um, uh, like a rainbow lanyard, that kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> You're on mute, Kate. You're on mute, babe. <laughs> oh, I keep doing this, you know. I was, again, making another really valid quality point there. Um, <laughs> I was just saying, I think if they're both really valid points that you make. And I think in a, in a world where discrimination is not an issue, I think in a perfect world, that would be wonderful. I think people sharing their sexuality and their sexual orientation status. Orientation status? Can you say that? <laughs> but... I feel it does open people up to discrimination and I I, I don't know. I think people are, well, you guys will be able to tell me better than this, but having that vulnerability placed out there, there are people that are accepting and that are understanding and then there are people that are going to utilize that information for bad stuff. And I think we're probably a long way from that ideal world, but I'd like to think that we could get there. Anyway, I know we've got way off topic, um, but by erasure, that's the topic of this discussion today. So April, tell me what Bio erasure is and why it happens.
2: So by erasure is exactly like it sounds. It's not uh, considering, acknowledging the by plus community um, and and also it's not even just point blank ignoring, it's hearing you're bisexual and then um and then challenging your bisexuality. That's that's also part of the
1: erasure. And in terms of your personal experiences, Vicky, I know we've discussed mm-hmm. a couple of things that you've said about bi erasure. So share your experiences first, Vicky.
0: So even just uh, talking to you about my experiences when before when I first <laughs> found my football coach attractive, even then the fact that it wasn't pursued, and bearing in mind that was the 80s, um, that's an erasure all by itself when it's kind of ignored or it's downplayed as a phase, that kind of thing. So obviously that happened. Um, I've had things like uh, you're married to a man, so how on earth could you be bisexual or you know i even had your you know you're making it up um for attention type thing so i've had those which are massive juxtaposition it's a massive microaggression but it, it's erasing my bisexuality it's almost as if well you're married so it doesn't matter no it it, it does it's part of my identity it's part of who i am um and equally, I can imagine that if, if I had married a woman, would then it be disregarded again of, well, it doesn't matter that you're bisexual because you're with a woman, therefore you must be more gay than bi. And there's that kind of erasure of who you're choos- or choosing, who you are attracted to or who you are with dictates where you are on their categorized scale, if that makes sense.
1: What about you, April? Have you experienced, Mm. I mean, you talked there about the person in your industry that sort of just basically dismissed the fact that you're bisexual. So do you experience that sort of thing a lot? Yeah, if I'm
2: honest, uh, in the recent maybe couple of years, I I don't as much because I've changed the language I use about myself. And once I did that, I then knew how to, um, despite some of these moments in this podcast um, I knew how to articulate myself so um, (laughs) I I, I haven't but I have previously and the result of that has meant it took me I mean uh, not as long as yourself Vicky but it took me popping my head in and out of the closet until I felt like I could come out um, and then maybe it's because of the industry I work in. Once people know they're they're very supportive, they're like, oh, that makes sense. However, um, am I the butt of of many a joke? Yeah, I can be. And I find that now at my age and where all my friends are at, there's more of the question is, and it's not erasure, but it's still the challenging of, well, who do you think you're going to end up with, a man or a woman? And that actually, personally, is the biggest thing for me at the moment. It, it makes me anxious because I don't know. And if I was in a perfect world, I was talking about, and talking to this a friend the other day. I was like, I would love to marry a man, but I would like a hall pass for all women. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, the, the perfect world. <laughs> it's it's interesting you've talked there about um, the, the different approaches that you've both had. What do you feel um, are the major consequences that come from Biurasia? Because this – and I mean, just listening to what you've said, for a lot of hetero people, they might not see that that's damaging – But it sounds like it's had quite a big impact on mental health and the way that you view yourself. So what do you think the consequences, the major consequences are from bi erasure? Vicky, let's go to you first.
0: So I feel I haven't really been myself for a long, long time that I kind of living a lie. I wouldn't say it was that dramatic, but I was very much confused for a long, long time. Um, The fact that people have, you know, when I was in my 30s and I said, you know, I'm First of all, I was like, I'm, I'm pansexual, and then, like, well, no, maybe I'm bisexual, and it's kind of the the lines are blurred, not really sure. And it was, why are you coming out now? It's like, why why can't I? I'm still a person. I'm still alive. I still want to live my life. Um, so mentally, it takes its toll. Where you again with that bi rage, you just don't feel like you're worthy of taking up space. Of saying, you know, your perception of me doesn't take away the fact that I am bisexual um so you know that whole identity covering is quite tiring Mm
1: -hmm, you know like
0: April I'm really proud to be bi and I will tell people not hi I'm Vicky I'm bi um but you know I will kind of tell people (laughs) because it's a part of who I am um and so kind of that identity covering it yeah it has led probably to a bit of anxiety um but there's all sorts of severe health you know implications that bisexuals do face. Um, you know, high rate of STI diagnosis, high rate of heart disease, um, lower rate of cancer screenings, for example, higher rate of anxiety and depression and other mood disorders than heterosexuals and lesbians and gays. And I think it is because of erasure society pressure, and just that confusion that is placed on us to feel. Mm
2: i agree with you when it, when it comes to the um being exhausted mm-hmm. sometimes you just go oh it's just easy just not to say because i know every question that's going to come out and i'm too busy <laughs> and then so <laughs> then automatically you make you raise yourself in that moment mm-hmm. uh and i and also with with the medical conditions uh, there's an element of of shame so you know you go and and maybe um Yeah, if you were to go and and get a checkup and they go, are you sexually active or any partners? And then you have to say, I'm bisexual. Then it's like, oh, so, you know, you get around. Like, then you get all of that thing again. And you're just like, oh, so, so annoying.
1: So there's a... No, I was just going to say, is there a, a bit of a connotation that because you like both that you're getting yourself around is that yeah. like a big thing
2: yeah but yeah. I mean, yeah. you know what it's it's like because you you guys sent me uh, a load of myths and um and they are exactly that <laughs> complete myth yeah. and uh, the the whole getting around thing it's so strange because it's not my bisexuality that would make me promiscuous it's it's my mental illness that makes mm. me promiscuous uh, which is which i find fascinating so
1: Yeah, that's a myth. (laughs) We're going to come on to some of those myths um, shortly. But what I wanted to touch on, Vicky, you you mentioned the word confused. um, And I think it's something we talked about on that episode, too, about the lack of representation that's out there Mm. in terms of bisexuality. And it's something I've turned over in my head so many times, because I think in the world of um, TV and film, and April, you'll know this better than I will. Um, because this is what you live, eat, sleep and breathe. But is it because it's so difficult to represent bisexuality in in a film because it's much easier to put a woman with a woman or a woman with a man and that makes a story rather than having a bisexual person where they have to open up this whole sort of onion of different layers where they're saying, well, this person's attracted to this person this person's attracted mm. to this person. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they like that person because of that. And do you think it's just too complex for the industry? Even now, like we're in 2023, I can understand it for you guys sort of being in the 80s and 90s where maybe the LGBTQ so, like community wasn't represented as much but now don't you think we should be so much further forward than we are
0: yeah totally
1: yeah i, I think
0: yeah. with the best do you know what i've truly felt seen when have you seen Shit's creek
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: when david and, talked about the rose the, and uh, the, the wine, wine the, the wine analogy
1: yeah
0: i felt seen yeah that was Poetry and for anyone who hasn't seen it, why not because shit's Creek is just bloody brilliant best thing um but he talks about you know he he's been with his friend on a one night stand female friend and it's all a bit awkward and so on and she's and but he's very um effeminate <laughs> and she says, look I'm a bit confused here what happened last night I just assumed you liked um you know not my flavor type thing and he went okay well you know Sometimes I, I drink white wine, sometimes I drink red wine. I've occasionally dabbled in a rose. So what what it means is that I don't really care what's on the label. I just yeah. kind of I like that and I thought I've been seen. The amount of times I have wasted words trying to explain who I'm attracted to and why, and trying to answer those questions, that that's beautiful. But that's the only time that I've heard it said and done in a way that isn't sexualized or hypersexualized. Isn't just, yeah, I'm going to mix my words up, but yeah, that that's the only representation. I mean, there's Rosa Diaz in Brooklyn Nine Nine. That was quite a sensitive episode mm-hmm. when she came yeah. out as being bi. I thought that was beautifully done. Uh, Villanelle, if anyone's seen Killing Eve, um, where her sexuality just is. It's not even talked about. It's not even mentioned. It just is. You know, the series starts with her in bed with a a, a couple, a man and a woman, and then she falls in love with um, Eve, and it's not even questioned. The whole sexuality thing, isn't it? And that was beautifully done as well. But there's not enough of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's taken a very long time to find some role models in in our community. I I find that. Um. There's a film that we we produced and I, I wrote it and it's called Treacle and uh, when we were putting it into festivals, uh, there were queer festivals that had just gay, lesbian and trans categories and I'd reach out to these specifically queer film festivals and I'd say our film's bisexual and they'd be like oh just put it in the lesbian category and I was like no no this is how are we supposed to have representation on screen and give the likes of you you and Vicky and myself and youngsters to see themselves on screen and actually make them um, make a decision about themselves or make them at least question and and feel and feel that they're empowered to um, uh, explore that side of them because whether we like it or not we are educated by film and tv far more than we realize especially as as an only child um, that was my education uh, for so much of it and uh, what it comes down to is there's not enough queer people and and people of diversity who are behind the camera who are given these opportunities to tell their story in order to tell my story I had to do it by myself I had to put pen to paper like I I wasn't planning on writing treacle but you know no one else was able to write that story because it was bisexual so the answer in terms of film and tv give more bisexuals a platform to speak from
1: That that film is a wonderful representation as well, not only about bisexuality, but also about the complexities of friendship and how different people view bisexuality and the seriousness of it as a sexual orientation. So, um, bravo to you. Mm. I don't think I've ever said that. But one thing you mentioned, I can't remember who mentioned it now. I wrote it down and I was like, that's a really good point. But who I'm attracted to and why I think Vicky you said it that you get asked that question and April I don't know if you get asked that as well but you know no one says to a lesbian or a gay person why what why are you gay you know no one no one says that um and also no one says to someone that's questioning their gender well why because you just are so why do you think people think it's acceptable to ask that question of a bisexual person because it kind of almost it's like firstly it's none of their business but why why is that acceptable there and not to ask you know a gay man say for example who's that to babe <laughs> oh no i'm just like i'm just fascinated i could talk for hours about this i'm like uh, yeah well vicky you you made the point so
0: I think because they half identify the same as us. So they can kind of see that, okay, yeah, we, we you know, we're heterosexual. So yeah, a part of you is heterosexual. So why, why do you like, you know, trans women? Why do you like trans men? Why do you like women? Why do you like, it, it, they can't understand as if it's kind of, they're trying to understand how they themselves could potentially, be attracted to, to something other than, hetero, you know, a heteronormative relationship or attraction. Um, so I think there is that kind of, I half identify with you, I half get you, but I half don't. And because I kind of feel comfortable with you, because we're kind of the same, I want to know a bit more about, about that. So we're almost like an oddity, if that makes sense, a safe oddity.
2: Yeah, because, you know, And I also feel like we're a very warm community. So people asking questions like that, which seem rather obscene to us, really has some undertone of of wanting them questioning their own sexuality. Because I don't know how you feel about this, Vicky. There's a a wave of people now going, well, well, no one's 100% straight. No one's 100% straight. Which I agree. I agree. But it's, I don't think it's as positive sounding as they think it is. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's great. You're still kind of erasing us because you're just saying heterosexuality doesn't exist. And, yeah. we're and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Take a
2: side, guys, for God's sake. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I always find that, uh, that she or he who protests too much always has the most questions to ask when you put in them and uh and again I'm there's me now like forcing people out of the out of the closet um but those questions used to bother me uh but now they don't so much bother me um and that is uh, you you you're more discreet than me Vicky but is if I can and um, without it sounded like I'm on my soapbox or whatever I do try and let people know I'm bi sooner rather than later in a conversation because what are you can do about it like there you go that's mm. one loud by person that you've you found I'll just drop it in discreetly and we'll move mm. we'll move on uh because then you know that's another person they know who's bi or the only person they know who's bi because we're invisible
0: but it's it's really interesting you say that because I um, I'm not gonna out out them, but yeah, I, I made a really good friend um over the last few years and was just talking one day and they said, and I you know, I'm by and mean oh, me too. And it's like oh, you know, and it's almost like oh, you, you yeah. find them and it's like, Oh yeah, um you know Unicorns. You find, yeah, you add people to your bi Um so it's <laughs> you know, we are out there. Um, And I think you're absolutely right, you know, April, if you, if you say who you are, it might, you might meet a fellow bi person, but it also might get people to feel safe. Mm -hmm. Because if someone had, if I'd have known a bi person before I came, before I experienced the LGBT community and just how, you know, embracing they were, um, I probably would have come out a lot earlier, a lot earlier.
1: It's interesting you say that because you talk about the LGBTQ community and being embraced and April made a comment earlier Mm. about the LGBT community and it being the opposite. Mm. So really, what do you think? What do you think the overarching, and I know it's very difficult because you're again, putting everyone into a box um, and, you know, sort of saying, well, everyone feels like this. Obviously I know that's not true. Everyone's got their own different opinions, but what's the overarching opinion of bisexuals to the wider lgbtq community april you go
2: it's changed for me because i've moved to california which is very open and 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 my actual friendship group over here is very queer I didn't realize how straight my friends were in the UK <laughs> because they're all in the they're all in the entertainment industry. So there's always a level of flamboyancy. But then I'm like, oh, we actually don't like. I am I am the queer person in this group. Um, what was your question? I get distracted by <laughs> <laughs> like that aviation, oh. just
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what what do you think the overarching feeling is towards bisexuality in? Oh, uh, so
2: in in LA, fully welcomed. I actually I went to an event called Dyke Day, which was epic. Um, that was a couple of weekends ago, and I was really scared because I don't identify as a dyke, and that term or that word in in the UK is is a bit harsh, I find, and I don't think that necessarily the the gay women i've come across and and i'm friends with don't don't like to be identified as that but i turned up at dyke day like going woo i'll be the token bi absolutely not the token bi like bisexuals are very much loud and proud over here so then m- my suggestion to to your question is perhaps it's more driven by culture
1: mm-hmm. okay yeah, interesting take in on that. it you think that's the same Vicky
0: yeah I would I would say that and I think maybe we're privileged April I don't know because I think being a by man would probably be harder
2: oh my god yeah
0: I think because the that's representation a that, episode. yeah right because I think the representation that obviously I said was all women so there almost seems to be more of a an acceptability for um by women than there are for by men um so I think that's very culturally driven
1: as well
2: Interesting. I would love to have. Um, sorry, Kate.
1: No, I was going to say, interestingly enough, the first bisexual person I ever met was a bi man. Was it really? Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Um, we talked earlier about myths, and I'm going to burst the bubble because I'm going to read through these uh, myths now. And that's exactly what they all are. So I'm going to read through them just so that our listeners can hear them. And then I want you two to have your take on them. So, firstly, Bisexual people are transphobic. Next up, we have bi men don't exist and are probably just gay. Then we've got bisexual people are more likely to cheat on their partner. Bisexual people are polyamorous, which is two totally different things. So even I, as a hetero person, are just like, po-. um, Bisexual people are just bisexual, so they have more dating options. Wow, that's... Yeah, uh, Heard
0: your bets. Yeah, cool. I've had that one.
1: That's a big yeah. thing. Um, And bisexual people face less harmful stigma than lesbian or gay people. So that's my little list of myths. Now, those, those to me, just reading them, they all sound ridiculous. And, you know, April, you know from this show that Vicky and I do so much to try and dispel the myths behind things for the LGBTQ community. We're big allies. But they all just sound ridiculous. So are we talking people that are homophobic, believe this, or is this a general population thing? April, what do you think? Give me a minute as I unroll my eyes from the back of my
2: head. Um, (laughs) It's ignorance. It truly is ignorance. And I, I always, I don't mean to bring it back to this, but it's, people not seeing us on screen if you see us on screen if you read us in papers if you hear us in music look if David Bowie couldn't you know push the needle on this who the hell is going to do it and um, it only t- it's Chinese whispers you know one ignorant person says something slightly um, doesn't articulate it quite as well then that gets passed on and that gets passed on and then the way especially in the UK the way that people deal with things that are uncomfortable Is humour. So, you know, this bi men don't exist and probably just gay, that probably came from a joke that then got out of control.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. And again, bi men aren't, so like you said with David Bowie and, you know, Prince and so on, they're kind of artists. So people almost kind of, oh, they're cool. It's kind of otherworldly, whereas it's more local. They can't get their head around it. Whereas it's kind of it's almost so unreachable that, oh, yeah, they're bi or, you know, they're gender fluid or whatever that, you know, they're they're entertainment entertainers. And therefore, when it becomes right, you know, it comes right in front of your face. It's a different thing. They don't know how to handle that.
2: Yeah. I've got a question for Vicky, if you don't mind. Yeah, I love it. Step into the seat. (laughs) What's your feeling on the Taylor Swift stuff? (laughs) because i sent kate a very um enthusiastic heightened voice note trying to explain and and bring her up to date as to as to what is happening and i find it very fascinating because as we know taylor swift tay tay is breaking all records at the moment uh with with her with her tour and she communicates through her music and there are very loads of evidence or whatever pointing that she is a queer person um but she hasn't come out she doesn't need to come out there's nothing like this but I find it the conversation online fascinating because people are just calling her gay and they're like oh well you know if she comes out as gay or like she she had this gay relationship with with Carly Cost, gay 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 and I'm like Bisexual, like she could be pansexual. She yeah. might come out as as fully as fully gay, but fundamentally, with this conversation that that we're having on her behalf, so we yeah. shouldn't even. Well, I I was gonna say I'm not saying anything, and now I'm saying it publicly on a podcast. <laughs> but I'm like, this this is a bisexual woman. If we're going to put an identity on her at all, which we shouldn't yeah. be doing. So I don't know if you've heard anything about this.
0: No, I haven't because you know I'm I'm crusty and old and don't really um <laughs> know very much what's happening in popular music. Um but from what from what you're saying with that conversation of I, I would go back to that original stance of why do we need to put a, us a label on it? She can put a label on it if she wants if that's her identity because we talked about that earlier is kind of if that's what she wants to do, that's great it's not our job to do that I get why people want to do it because it's another kind of yay she's for our community
2: yeah yeah
0: I get that I kind of agree with you that actually she's she's by pan from from kind of hearing because I know she had quite high profile relationships with men didn't she yeah a lot of her songs were with are about horrible breakups and Men, being yeah, assholes and stuff. Um, not all men are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Just out there. Not all men are assholes, um, but yeah, I think if she did come out as a part of as bi or pan, oh my god, this is what I said to Kate. Oh my said, god,
2: if this this like changes history, yeah,
0: that could change everything.
2: History. Yeah. She will save lives. Will she lose a few fans? Sure, but if they're the, the, like those, uh, you don't want them as fans. So this is the other uh, thing as well. This
0: goes back to that hypersexualized thing, mm-hmm. because if someone that gorgeous, because you know she is aesthetically very, very lovely, um, it it could be a, a hypersexualized. It's like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, she goes for women as well. Oh yeah, yeah, oh,
2: yeah, yeah. You can
0: see that going to happen as well. But oh my gosh, yeah, if she did come out as bi, that that's a game changer.
2: Is a game changer.
1: Do you know what I? I was watching a really old interview with Lady Gaga the other day oh and um yes we love her she's the queen love gaga. um but it was someone interviewing her who if you know the rumors that have circulated for years about lady gaga is that she is intersex, and no one has ever you know I, I don't know why so many feel that they need to talk about it or need to know but this interviewer actually asked her and she said what if, what what if i am She's like, it doesn't affect my music, doesn't affect my fans. And, you know, I'm here to give communities the love and the music. And so why does it matter? And She never said yes and she never said no. And I love that. The fact that she was so comfortable in who she is. that She doesn't feel like she has to need, you know, the need to come out. And like you've said that about a couple of people, you know, they don't need to come out. They just are, you know, the sexuality just oozes from them and that's who they are and there's no question about it but it just feels like not everyone can be like that and I and I understand that it's not easy for that you know for everyone so I have I used um, I, I like you that well, I wish I used used I'm sure you could <laughs> yeah, use like <laughs> I I have a question and it's it's a lot for me because you know I always harp on about being an ally, and. I think there's not enough people out there doing enough to be allies for specific parts of the LGBTQ community. I mean, I wave the flag and I'm like, yes, love is love, gender, whatever, just gender fuckery, whatever. Anything's fine. But how do we be better allies to specific parts of the community, like bisexuality? April go I forgot we could swear on this podcast <laughs> <you>.
2: <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting and and I'm I, I thought about this and I get asked quite a lot uh this question and then I thought about what I perhaps said last year so I'm gonna I'm gonna curveball it and um, say that you know a bisexual you know how I drop in that I'm bisexual as quick as possible um, if it's appropriate you can't just blurt it out it tell someone your friends or so a family member is bisexual and and just give a positive nugget of that of that person's story and um and like what you've learned from that because as we could tell these myths probably stem a lot from Chinese whispers so let's make new Chinese whispers that are positive
0: yeah I love that
1: I like yeah. that yeah
0: i think from my point of view don't question a bias by a bisexual person's identity when they tell you don't question mm it um i've told people i'm bisexual before and they've just skirted over it as if i didn't say anything that hurts as well that's a major (laughs) form of bi erasure so i've just told you something you can just ask me a question It's, it's okay um so yeah you've got two polar opposites don't kind of question their identity and be offensive, but equally if someone's shared something about their identity, be be curious. Mm. Um and as April said earlier, just call biphobic statements out. Just call that bullshit out. Now, hopefully now you've listened to this episode, you know what to look for. Um you know, stereotyping and hypersexualizing of bi people is is rife. So you know, and don't just don't just think that LGBT means lesbians and gay. Don't don't forget us, you know, mm. it's bisexual. The B is in there, we are there. It's not just about, you know,
1: LG um, and T, it's the B as well. It's yeah. interesting what you just said there and talking about don't, you know, when people just skirt over what you've said and how, and I'm just probably like reading between the lines, but if someone tells you their sexual orientation then there's more than a 99 percent chance that they're happy to openly talk about that a little bit more with you if they're happy enough to share it that it's okay for you to ask questions you don't have to feel awkward because you know it's not like some secret you just found out that person has said hi look at me I'm bisexual and you're like oh god I can't say anything you know I yeah. you know ask if you feel like you need to ask questions Ask questions. Genuine. Yeah, genuine. You know, when did you come out? Oh, when did you know? Oh, brilliant. Okay,
0: you know, just ask simple questions like that. You know,
1: I agree. I love it. And do you know what I've I've written on this bit of paper here? I've got so many more scribbles about things that I want to ask, but we are sadly out of time today. Um, And I'm hoping we can come and do some more stuff about um, bisexuality and spreading the good word. But, and I'm going to hand this over to both of you in turn, we give all of our guests a final sip. April, we didn't do this before. We didn't have this. We weren't this this forward thinking um oh. but it's handing the platform over to you to give a final message um a statement uh, a, a witty anecdote um that you want to leave listeners with and because of the way that you're looking at the moment I'm going to give it to Vicky first because it looks like your brain cogs are actually worrying <laughs> so Vicky what's your final tip
0: oh don't erase us we we are here um We, Yeah, I I just really hope that this episode has helped break some myths, allowed a bit more of an understanding, a bit more confidence to approach bisexual people. And if you're questioning yourself, just know that there are people out there who have had thoughts, feelings, experiences that are similar to your own, um, and that that we are out there. And a message to Taylor Swift is that if you are bi, Please come out. Please save us. (laughs) Were you going to say that, April? I am so sorry. So sorry.
1: (laughs) I was going to shoot my shot.
2: I was going to dedicate that to Taylor Swift.
1: (laughs) If Taylor Swift's listening to Strong Tea, I'd love that. (laughs) (laughs) April, what are your thoughts now that Vicky's
2: stolen your thunder? Uh, Well, that's it, because all bisexuals have the same thoughts. Um, (laughs) I, I... I hope this doesn't come across contradictory, but I I say this to those who ask a lot of questions once they've had a drink in them. I say, if you feel safe to do so, I and you have those feelings, well, even if it's fleeting or, or you're really confused, explore them, explore them, but be transparent, you know, uh, because... I probably said this on my on the first time I was here that uh, I'm with straight girls moth to a flame so I it's it's two sides please go and explore it because you might tap into a glorious side of you which you didn't know existed because you didn't realize we existed at the same time please be really transparent because we're not disposable and the same with gay women like if if you are currently exploring those feelings, we're not disposable. So um love that. Yeah. And I love you, Taylor Swift. I'm available for any
1: day, any time.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> always, always and forever. Well, <laughs> girls, it's been it's been eye-opening for me. And it's been, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, um, whether you're gay, straight, bi, anything. Whatever you are and you're listening to this, I hope it's been enlightening and enjoyable. And uh, yeah, thank you very, very much. Vicky, I'm stealing your thunder because you're supposed to be closing the show today.
0: No, I'd feel like I've been talking too much. So yeah, that's cool.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll close it. (laughs) Um, No, thank you. Thank you both for joining and sharing your own experiences and your thoughts because I think it's so important to have these conversations and to just get opinions out there because it's just showing that you're not afraid. No one should be afraid to share their opinion. So, thank you everyone for listening. If you like what you've heard, please head over to our website where we've got all of our episodes on there. Um, We've got a support us page where you can buy us a coffee or a cool drink um, in this heat Um, wave—iced coffee, uh, you know, whatever. Water. Yeah, bottled water. Uh, So that he doesn't have to drink tap water, you know. (laughs) Um, And please check out the complete back catalog which is on spotify apple music and all major podcasting platforms all you have to do is go on to your chosen pa- uh, platform and search strong Tea chat or one word or lowercase so thank you once again both of you for joining us and um thank you everyone for listening and we will see you again very very soon thank bye. you bye, bye.